It's a new year, and now is the perfect time for you to make the commitment to protecting yourself, your privacy, and your data. How? By self-hosting, of course. Self-hosted radio stations, websites, and files, and detoxing your data all right here, right now, on the Self-Hosted Podcast, Episode 21, the first episode of the Roaring Twenties. You're listening to the Self-Hosted Podcast, where we talk about taking control of your privacy and data without all the technical jargon. We promise not to talk over your head and use common sense language for normal everyday people. Now here's your host, Uncle Bonehead. All right, Happy New Year. Glad to glad to be here finally and glad to be with you guys again and girls and whatever. Um now look, this is the first episode of 2020. So over the last 20 episodes, I've focused I you know, I've, I've you know, on the over the Christmas break there, I was sitting back and taking some time and really revamping my stuff and uh i've noticed that you know i've 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 focused primarily on apps that can be installed and used through why you know host and technically that's what i started the podcast for was you know to talk about that but it's evolved into all different kinds of things about self-hosting um and it's i've even tried to learn how to package apps for why you know host and that was a total and complete bust i couldn't do that for nothing um i just I'm, I'm just not smart enough to figure that out but i did get one installed on on my honest my server here in the in the house but it wasn't through why you know host um it act, it actually worked and i say worked in past tense because that that computer is just not reliable enough to uh, actually do anything practical with it. So right now it's just basically holding my carpet down. Yeah, but uh, it I am trying to use it as like just a little thing here in the studio to you know be my basically my web browser so I can pull up links and stuff and have a background behind me on when I'm on DLive and in videos. So you'll see it because it's on a big flat screen TV. But anyways, I digress. This this app that um, I had installed on it and was I'm, I'm, I'm really giddy about, I'm really excited about it. Um, excuse me, I'm a little tired now, but uh, this was AzuraCast. And I'm I'm excited as hell about it, and I, I'm glad I got to play with it. Uh, and I can't wait to get a VPS because <clears throat> I'm going to get a VPS at Digital Ocean because they have a one one click droplet install for Zuracast, and I'm going to make it easy on myself and do it that way. But it's going to run. What a Zuracast is is. Uh, self-hosting or self-hostable radio station 
server software. And I'll go over that some more here pretty soon. Um, but for yeah, you know, I've 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 been you know I've been trying I've been screwing around. I meant to do record this yesterday. Well, actually, I meant to record this Sunday, and I got screwed around and didn't feel like doing it. And then he, yesterday, since I was off work today, I was going to record it last night. And uh, no thanks to Xanthalon, but uh, he he sent me some links, uh, stuff to check out. And I was like, ooh. So I started checking that out. And then I got, got to playing with Zeta Bridge because I ran across a video on uh, from Umpa on YouTube about the Zeta Bridge. And Zeta Bridge is a app, the command line app, that you can send inputs and outputs of Jack over your local network. Oh, I spent two hours trying to get that thing to work between these two things, and uh, I couldn't get it to work no matter what kind of arguments I threw at it. But... Uh, that Xanthalon didn't know anything about this, about me playing with Zeta Bridge and trying to get two computers to work audio back and forth. And uh, but the funny thing is, the links he sent me this morning was exactly the same thing that I was trying to do, but with non-session manager. And uh, I was like, oh, my God, dude. So I was playing around with that for a little bit. And then today, I was like, well, you know, part of this, I'm going to talk about the IP, IPFS, the Inter Interplanetary File System, on this episode. And I was like, I'm like, you know, I'm going to do up a version of Bonehead Media on the IPFS. And that was a massive fail. I think I had something to do with that other computer with my desktop because I was trying to put the files on it and I couldn't get crap to work and I was getting frustrated so I got mad and uh, I've played with Manjaro before on the laptop and the KDE and I didn't honestly think that that desktop could run it I was like well they do have an XFCE and an LXDE version so I was like you know screw it I'm going to try the KDE and I threw it on there on the desktop and now that it's all updated and I got everything installed that I want, it's actually running pretty good. I'm running Barrier for, you know, the same keyboard and mouse between both computers. Boy, man, I am getting tired. It's been a long day. And I've been staring at the screens. But anyways, I digress. Enough of my bitching and moaning and groaning and complaining. Let's get into the news.
All right, all right, all right. This first story is just absolutely 100% awesome. Okay, YouTuber threatens Univision with legal action. (laughs) This This is hilarious. I've tried to get this to come down here. Apparently, a lawyer by the name of Leonard J. French um, got a, a a DMCA takedown uh, claim on YouTube for a tweet that he made showing a video or his opinions. He made a video of of. Uh, the Mueller report here in the U.S. In case you didn't know, there was this big two-year-long long, two year long investigation about President Trump colluding with Russians, and it was called the Mueller report. He gave his opinions about that, and Univision did a copyright claim on his video on YouTube, and... Uh, Apparently they didn't check to make sure who the what who the guy was because he is an attorney <laughs> and uh, he he uh, <coughs> he so he tweeted out uh, let's use this a Univision PR team let's use this false DMCA monetization claim as a teaching moment for what the public domain is and uh, they. Apparently they didn't didn't respond to him, uh, so he 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 threatened them. So he said, "Here's the exact tweets." He says, uh, "Univision, you are welcome to reach out to me with with an offer to settle this dispute." In the meantime, I'll be registering the copyright and preparing to file an action in in federal district court where I'm licensed and practice on daily. (laughs) That's awesome. Go after him. I hope he gets, I hope he kicks some ass because that's just, that's just retarded. This whole YouTube and copyright claim stuff. I think I've probably told you guys, but I had a copyright claim against my one of my songs that I made a video of. Or, you know, just retarded. I still haven't figured that one out. Wasn't even copywritten song. It was Creative Commons, my song, and I got a copyright notice. Takedown. Now, anyways, back to uh, the stories here. Chris, the next one is a very cool read. It's Cryptography Myths. And this is from InfoSec Handbook. I should be wearing my glasses if that screen's going to be way over there. I can't see where I'm reading at. Okay, myth number one. Applying cryptography makes everything secure. Even I, I, I'm not even. I don't even understand cryptography, and I know that one's not right. Myth number two: Applying cryptography makes everything private. Again, I know that's not even right. 
Myth three, AES is secure. And they go through and they explain on this exactly how these are not secure and uh, they're not private. But, you know, I could tell you that. <laughs> uh, the next, the last bit of news <coughs> <clears throat> excuse me, last bit of new story, I guess, is this just hit <sighs> yesterday. Well, yesterday to me now, but two days ago before you, when you hear this, uh, DLive has joined BitTorrent ecosystem and begins migrating to the Tron blockchain. Honestly, what this means, I have no idea. I have no clue as far as the, the cryptocurrency or anything like that goes. I don't know. And honestly, I don't even care. But um, Which I did, by the way, on DLive, I did finally get my first Lino or Lemon, however you pronounce it. Thank you. Uh, but uh, I'm, I'm guessing BitTorrent... It says that BitTorrent does this thing called BeLive. I've never heard of it. And, uh, but DLive basically did this to get themselves out there and get more eyes on DLive, which is fine. I understand. But DLive's obviously bigger than BeLive because I've never heard of BeLive and BeLive's been around for a couple of years, I guess. Anyways, they're they're going to switch over to BitTorrent's uh, thing. They give somewhat of a timeline. Uh, but there's going to be more announced about it later. Uh, I guess January 15th, the ACE Protocol Foundation will release a detailed plan to introduce BTT tokens to all existing Lino and Lino stakeholders. Uh, the first quarter of 2020, DLive will merge its account systems with BitTorrents. Um, late in the same quarter, the Lemon and the Lino stake systems will be updated to further integrate with B with the BTT token and the Tron blockchain. And then by late Second quarter, deep content integration within BitTorrent and uTorrent's desktop and mobile clients will will work. Um, so about halfway through the year, summertime, everything should be done. <coughs> we'll know more come January fifteenth, and I'm sure to you'll we'll find some people. <coughs> <coughs> to bitch about it at some point. <laughs> so let's take a brief, brief little interlude. We'll be right back with uh, three uh, three topics I want to talk about today. is brought to you by the Fediverse. Visit Fediverse.party to find out more about it. 
For the best server distro to use to self-host, we recommend Why You Know Host. Visit whyyouknowhost.org for more information. Well, you know, I could have probably told you about my job update. I'm still doing the same job, but it's a little different. Um, I am now doing local runs Monday and Tuesday, and then Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. I take a multi-stop load down starting in Indiana and goes all the way down to usually Bowling Green, Kentucky. Um, this week I've got 11 stops. This is the first week that the load's going because it's the New Year's and the holidays. Last week, all I did was local stuff. I worked Monday. I was off Tuesday and Wednesday. Or, yeah, Tuesday and Wednesday. And then I worked Thursday and Friday. And I still got in 40 hours <laughs> plus the holiday pay. And this week, all I did was work Monday. I was off Tuesday and today. No, tomorrow, Wednesday. I got to go to uh, start my trip down to Daddy Kentucky. Nothing wrong with Kentucky people. Don't mean to. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I digress. Back to the deal here. The First thing I want to talk about is the Data Detox Kit. I ran across this on Mozilla. It's it's by Mozilla. And you need to go check this out. It's datadetoxkit.org. And uh, it's just basically everyday steps you can take to control your digital privacy, security, and well-being in ways that feel right to you. They've also got a link on there on how to keep your seven tips on how to detoxify your data before the the election so that doesn't get screwed up if you're voting online. Um, You just scroll down and it's it's a pretty website. Looks cool. Uh, They give you for your smart for your phone, change your device name, clean your location footprints, tidy up your apps, reduce your traces and untag yourself and others on social media you know don't don't be giving out your your stuff yeah you know, shift your settings lock your digital door let the right one in add a second key protect your virtual valuables and you know all that stuff and escape the defaults this is where everybody screws up you get a a Google Home, or you get a a ring, you know, the little doorbell thing, or you get an Amazon Echo. Everybody just leaves that stuff as default settings. You know, like you get a, a, a new new router, you just plug it in. And most people does, don't set anything up. They just log in, you know, click on the thing, and they go. Take your time. It sets shit up right so people ain't hacking you. I always name, when you get a new router, you've got to name your Wi-Fi as FBI surveillance van. Everybody knows that. There's got to be at least one because there's one around here around me somewhere. And I don't know 
who it is, but their Wi-Fi is called FBI surveillance van. It's awesome. <laughs> uh, you just just take your time, know what you're doing, don't be stupid, and help spread the word about it. Tell everybody you know. Protect themselves. Yeah, you know, I mean it's not some right wing conspiracy or a left wing conspiracy or you know people wearing tinfoil hats. It's you have a right to your privacy. Just keep the right. Don't just give it away for free shit or to make it easy. Now, the second thing I wanted to talk about, IPFS, the Interplanetary File System. I've mentioned DAT before, the DAT protocol, which is very cool. What does what it is? They're both the same thing. Not the same thing. The whole their goals are different, but it's the same idea, same concept. It's hosting files on your personal computer, and everybody connects to it so that they can, you know, the more people connect, the better the network. It's de- decentralizing the web, and it's. It's very cool. I, I like the IPFS better than I like the DAT because it's easier to get, I guess. It's got a lower barrier to entry. Um, I have not set this up yet. I've, I've got I've got it kind of running on the laptop, but I'm not sure if I want to keep it on the laptop because the laptop's not online all the time. So if I'm, my laptop's down, you're not going to get to the website. So I'm going to put this on the desktop or on a server somewhere and uh, get it so that, you know, people can have a another version of Bonehead Media. I'm, I mean, I'm talking hosting the, the podcast files there, all that stuff. And what it is is more peers connect to it. It's like BitTorrent. It, it's... The more peers that connect, the the faster downloads are going to be, blah, 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 and all that crap. But it was IPFS has got uh, a uh, down, install options that are really easy. If I can find the damn, there it is. It's under the word that says install. There's a browser extension for Chrome or Firefox or whatever you're using. And what that does is it will um, reroute if you run across a, a link for a IPFS site. It will reroute your router to it or your your browser to it and display that instead of the the HTTPS. There's also command line tools. You can run it all from command line if you want. Um, you run it. They've got a desktop app. That's what I've got on the laptop. And there's also a cluster that you can install and do all that. There's it's an implementation implementation of it in the Go language and a JavaScript implement, implementation. Um, Go, if you don't know, if you're a fan of Hugo like I am, Hugo is written in the Go language. So there you go. 
I did not mean that. That's a really bad dad joke. So don't blame me. (laughs) And finally, the last thing that I really, really want to talk about is AzuraCast. AzuraCast, their their slogan is simple, self-hosted web radio. Dude, it's just, you, you can't get any better than that. Um, go to azuracast.com. It is awesome. By the way, Xanthalon, thank you for installing, it, opening up a VM and trying to help me out when I was installing this. Thank you so much. Uh, Azuracast is, it, you know, it's self-hosted, all-in-one web radio management suite, I guess you could say. Uh, it's It's... Dude, it was so easy. It's in Docker. I got it to install. And I, I was using it on Debian 9. I was actually installing it on AB Linux. <clears throat> and I got it installed, and it was it worked flawlessly. It was awesome. I can't wait to get it reinstalled on a server where I can actually run it. <laughs> <clears throat> it is... It's got, you can use that a playlist, run all kinds of stuff. DJs, you can have a relay, so you can have one Azure cast installed, connect to another one to relay. My God, dude, it it, it is just simply blows my mind what Azure cast does. If you've ever used Airtime, it's based on Airtime, LibreTime, except Azure cast actually works. Libra Time, I could never get to work. I tried for months trying to get Libra Time installed. I had Airtime installed back in the day. <coughs> and, dude, it worked great. I don't know why, but then they went closed source and shut it down and went, got money grubbers in their eyes or something. I don't know. But it was. Airtime was fun to use. AzuraCast is just as much fun to use. Um, and it's easier to go live than Airtime ever was, or LibreTime. Well, actually, I don't know about LibreTime, because I couldn't, as I said, I couldn't get the damn thing to install. But the uh, AzuraCast is so easy to go live. I went live on it several times. I was streaming video and audio on DLive, and streaming audio to intro radio at the same time. It was it was a blast. I did it one day. I did it for like three hours straight, and uh, yeah, it was a blast. Anyways, go check those links out. Data Detox Kit, the IPFS, and Azuracast. Links are in the show notes. Um, we're going to have Funk Will. <coughs> oh, but speaking of AzuraCast, we're going to have the developer of AzuraCast on in about a month. He's, he agreed to come on the show. <coughs> Excuse me, man. Whew. But uh, Funk Will's got some mock-ups coming up here pretty soon. Um so kind of excited to see how that's going to look. 
and can't wait to get back on the funk wheel. I don't know if I can get funk wheel installed on this Manjaro or not, but I might try. That would be cool. Anyways, um, yeah, that's going to be it for this episode. Remember to surprise, subscribe. Go over to DLive and follow me. I've got 14 followers on DLive already, which is kind of surprising because I've only streamed like seven times <laughs> in the last month. <coughs> Sounds like I'm finally catching my wife's cold. That figures. Anyways, if remember, it's a new year, new you. Detoxify that data. Straighten it up. It's a perfect time to do it. Happy New Year. And stick around. Make sure you subscribe. You, I don't think I've, I've mentioned this enough, but you know you can subscribe to this podcast and Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Breaker, and Radio Public. We're all right there. You can also get the RSS feed from boneheadmedia.com. There's no trackers on it. Uh, I still got to fix the MP3 enclosures on it, but you can still subscribe to it. You can subscribe to it in AntennaPod. When you look it up, search in, in AntennaPod, it it pulls up the uh, uh, the uh, I not iTunes Apple Podcasts. I think is what it does. But uh, I'm sitting here. I'm looking at it right now because I'm subscribed to it. Um, there it is. And it says last one, which, by the way, you guys, I don't understand this. I'm, I'm, by, by the last episode, the 20.5 has approximately twice as many downloads as all the other episodes. The other 19 episodes, there's twice the amount of people listening to the Merry Christmas episode. Don't know why. But anyways, I digress. Thank you. And remember to support those that support you. And always be good. Be safe. Never ever stick your password where you wouldn't stick your face. boneheadmedia.com This podcast can be found on Apple and Google Podcasts or wherever free podcasts are sold. If you like this show you can support Uncle Bonehead at coffee.com slash boneheadmedia or liberapay.com slash unclebonehead slash donate Music is generously provided by Unfa. Support him at patreon.com slash Unfa. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons 4.0 license. 
I am Casey and I approve this message. Thank you for listening to the self-hosted podcast. See you all on the next episode.